Hello and welcome to Crimes Against Food. I'm Gloria Lind. I'm Mia Steele. And today we're going to be talking about preserves. Mm. When I say it's actually, we're going to talk about preserving. It's probably a more accurate depiction of the topics which are going to be covered in this, this show. I'm not, entirely, I'm not entirely sure why I felt the need to, <laughs> to, to suggest this as a topic for the show. No. But I think there's a lot, there's a lot of scope in it and it's an, interesting, it's an interesting process. I am going to look at this as, as, a kind of, as an educational experience for me, Gloria. I'm going to lay it on the line. I don't know much about preserving things except my dignity <laughs> in... in Polly, well, ill-considered ill, ill social have that situations. But um, I kind of, oh dear. Yeah, I don't know a great deal about it. I'd like to contribute. I'd like to be part of this, but I'm not sure that's actually going to happen. I think, I think you know more than you, I think you know more than you do, Mia. I you mean, know, if you eat, you know, and I eat. Yes, exactly. And for all of you out there listening, this is one of those things which, which seems an arcane and unfamiliar process. But actually, we are the recipient of of the, the byproducts of this process all the time. And many of the products which we know and love and, and things that we love to eat are products of our efforts to preserve food. See, this is we're just going back in the day. Right. We're going back in the day to the days before refrigerators, essentially, and the days before tins. I'm guessing where you're going with this. I'm just going to interject. Let, let me set the scene, if you will. Um, Gloria's walking back into the cave with a club. She's scratching her head. She's thinking, God, I'm hungry. And, um, and I'm hunkered down in the corner by the lad. And I said, you know what? The squirrel's gone off. Do you know what? The squirrel's off. We can't eat it. There's actual maggots in there now. We need we needed to do something about this long before. You need to go out and, and, and get something. And I think, oh, for God's sake, there must be an easier way than this yeah. hunter-gatherer lifestyle. Exactly. Why can't we just domesticate some livestock and like have harvests of things? That would just make our life so much easier. So we move into the kind of domestic settled mm-hmm. bit. And that's when, when we start to, to try and preserve things because we have a big bountiful harvests and we have, and we have like, you know, we slaughter a cow each year and, you know, you want to keep the cow going. Of course you know? you. And, you know, we, we want to keep the cow go, us, ourselves going through winter because frankly, you know, it's, it's it, bloody cold in a cave. It's bloody cold in the cave. And slash I don't farmhouse slash hut. Yeah. However we yeah. live then. And I, I, I don't want to go out. And it's, no. there's, there's not many animals around and they're all thin and stuff. God, she's, so, such, she's such a lazy hunter. I don't want to go out. I don't want to go out. Well, you know what, Gloria? If we're going to eat, sometimes you just have to go out, right? Just suck it up. I don't want to. It's cold. <laughs> Can't we just domesticate some livestock? I'm divorcing you. Read it. <laughs> oh, this one wasn't well. You weren't like this when we started. Going no, out. no, things never are. <laughs> and I clubbed you over the edge. Yeah, and dragged, dragged me away to the cave. <laughs> <laughs> Made me play kaplunk. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's not go any further down that road. No, I'm starting to get. It could be the bit. end of a beautiful friendship. Yeah, yeah. I'm to get a little bit afraid and also slightly aroused. Yeah. Kaplunk. <laughs> oh, Kaplunk. Yeah, you know how to treat a woman. <laughs> the anticipation of the straws. Mm. Which one will go? Oh no, actually, I can't. I can't deal with kaplunk. I'm, I'm not patient enough. It gets me a little bit angry. Anyway, so. Let's, before we start talking about my anger issues, let's uh, return to return to the to the things. When I'm talking about preserving, I'm talking about pickling. I mean, preserving also always makes you think of jam because it's you know preserves. Yeah, and so you know we're talking about chutneys, which is a particularly obsession of mine. We're talking about really? yeah, what kind of chutneys. God, anything. I really apart from piccalilli. L- let's have a bit of food pawn. Describe a kind of a chutney in a setting, if you will. Ah, one of the chutneys actually I, I really like is like I like quite sweet. I like quite sweet kind of slightly spiced chutney, kind of maybe with apples Ooh. and onions, or in fact Ooh, onion marmalade. It's kind of made with slow. You cook onions down slowly with a lot of balsamic vinegar, and they just become sweet and slightly caramelised. That sounds deeply nice. Oh, oh my god, it's good! And you serve it with a bit of brie and uh, room <laughs> temperature. Some brown bread. You said the magic word. Oh, brie. Yeah, oh, or room brie. temperature. It, I think is the other important bit yes, to this, to is, this yeah. thing. And uh, yeah, just crunch on down that, or, or even, even you might you might make some kind of brie croquettes and 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 breadcrumb them have them to cut and, and deep dip fry in. them and serve it with the onion marmalade on the side so when when next do you think you might make dinner 
for people. I'm just I'm just throwing this out there because I think you've, you've teased me long enough, Gloria. It's been months since you cooked for me, and I want to know when it's going to happen again. Soon, all right, I think about soon, it all the time. O- other people cook for me, and I smile. I say I'm having a good time, but it's just not the same. It's no game. I'm, no, I'm secretly thinking about your your kitchen. It's no game pie, is it? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's no not. game pie. There's no game pie. That was a classic. That wow. Was. Oh. oh, I have to go and visit your parents, even if you're not there. <laughs> Let myself in. Hi. This is a reference to a, a few years ago when me and I sat down and, and pretty much demolished an entire game pie which my dad had made. Hot. Oh, it was really good. And it's still, clearly the memory still lingers yeah. on. It was Gloria's dad, skilled chef, kind of made it and then wandered off. That was, thinking, I've that got things to do. Mistake. Yeah, I just that was his it. mistake. And and and, and yeah, he uh, he let down. But you see, go back to see chutney. Mm-hmm. There can be some crimes against chutney, which I'm hoping to right. cover to cover later. And and you know, my only rational prejudice. I say one word, and I say pick a lily because I'm, I d- I just don't like it. It's not right. It's not right, Mia. I don't like it. I'm. I don't even want to defend it as such. I, I think I think it has its place purely as a curiosity because of its cauliflower kind of content. It's weird, isn't and it's it? Bright yellowness and it's bright yellowness. Exactly. For those of you who haven't had the uh, the pleasure of eating piccolo, mm. it's uh, it's very vinegary, and uh, wow. it's, it's basically turmeric, vinegar, cauliflower, and some people put peas in it because they're crazy, and it's just it's just. It's just not right. No, it's whatever you serve it with will taste purely of piccolini. Yeah, it's, it. it's very overpowering. It is, and it is. Uh, oh. Maybe, maybe it has a function as as a disguiser. As a disguiser, yeah. that's probably what a lot of yeah of, the, of these foods are. Is kind of disguising things. And of course, the other the other the other process of of preserving things is we've got salting salt fish and Ooh. things like that drying either meats or fruits lovely and we've got curing and smoking as well which you know leads us back to pork products i'm a, a recurring huge fan yeah a recurring theme in this program smoked is is pork products Bloody hell. we you know we, we're kind of bacon. sponsored by the pork board of yeah. uh, great britain <laughs> <laughs> we, we're here to talk about pork and it's pigs everywhere going god just show would you we're, <laughs> we're trying to lead a life here <laughs> we want some subtlety in the product placement yeah british pork it's great buy it actually you should pig, pig, pig farmers are having a hard time at the moment are they yeah why uh it's to do with the increase in the cost of uh food okay. for pigs right and the decrease in the price that you can get for pork Oh no! I know. So it's, it's uh, it makes the and the they can't compete with like Danish uh, pigs and stuff, which are kind of reared, reared in in not as good conditions and stuff. But That's it's because really shit. It is it is rubbish. But um, I think that with with kind of with the recent economic de- downturn, which mm-hmm. has kind of brought pi- prices down, it's actually worked out a little bit better for the pig farmers oh. because the feed, the cost of the feed, has decreased. And the whole problem was that the feed. Because of and that was to do with the increase in petrol prices to do with the increase in <gasps> taking it everywhere. See how these things God, just, just don't, don't you just hate how everything has how everything has a knock on effect somewhere. No, no I wish there could just be one thing without any consequence. <laughs> just comp- operate in a complete vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> I do this and nothing else happens. I mean, even if you jump about in a padded room. I'm, I'm getting into stoner vision here, am I? Yes. We jump in a padded room and, you know, move some dust about. Does it affect the rest of the world? Probably not. You're sending me <laughs> off in these kind of, these flights of fancy. I, I feel slightly dreamy now. <laughs> Thinking about myself in a padded room. It's, it's, it's making me remember bad dreams I had. Sorry. I had an awful dream where somebody was in my house last night. God, it was terrifying. I woke up and I had the shivers. Oh God, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean. I didn't mean it's, to it's, it's okay. flashbacks it's, for you. It's all right. I'll uh, get over it. I'm like yeah. a nam vet. Yeah, <laughs> let's shell shocked. Let's, let's, let's persevere uh, with curing and smoking and pickling. Yeah, let's talk about these reassuring things because I mean they they are they, they are wholesome and 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 kind of reassuring activities. All of these yeah. and eating them is kind of wholesome and reassuring. I mean, whoever said that jam was edgy? Jam is not edgy, but it but it's good. I don't think anyone, anyone said jam was edgy, no. sledgy, veggy, wedgy, jam's wedgy. No, it's, it, it, it's, it's, no one ever said it was edgy. No. That, that's what I said. Mary. That's your point. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm still off on one because you say jam and I think of kind of, I think of 
the Women's Institute. You do, don't which, you? Which, ironically enough, you're in. Oh, I am a member of the Women's in, Institute. She's in the WI. We yet to make any WI jam, though. So, but I will. I will update as soon as we have. It's. Uh, I, I want to go along as a guest one time and see if it's if if it's as good as you paint it to be. Oh yeah. yeah okay. No, everyone. Everyone needs. Every, to come all to welcome that. as long as you swear the code to never tell anyone outside what goes on. Yeah. All right. I you understood. Know, the first rule of WI is you don't talk about the WI. Absolutely. Oh well, I've just. I've just totally <laughs> failed there. Yeah. I've talked about the WI at great length. Failed. I um, like the idea of the WI as a as as a kind of Fight Club esque organisation, which clearly not, but it's quite exciting. But I like the way that um, they have a really convincing kind of being serious for a moment, a convincing identity. You know, it's yeah. it's really firmly lodged in our minds. I mean, I went I went camping with a couple of our friends recently, and um, we ended up in in this small town in, in Yorkshire, and. They had a cafe that was pretty devoted to, you know, the film The Calendar Girls. I, th- I think possibly some of it had been shot on location there. And so they had a cafe with, with, with members of the cast and the, the original WI ladies. And they did have whole racks of jams and things. Yeah. And typically for that kind of area, you know, that there was clotted cream available with jam and scones. Oh, mummy. It was so good. Yeah. You see, this is it. You see, the, all of these, all of these kind of processes of basically trying to stop food from going off mm-hmm. kind of give rise to such delight there's um there's an author called alice thomas ellis and in one of her books her, one of her characters says that she her, she could almost believe an argument for the existence of god is the is 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 mayonnaise because she said it must have been divine intervention because who else would think of dripping oil onto an egg yolk in order to create an emulsified sauce that you'd serve with things oh. and in a way i kind of think the happy coincidence of wanting to preserve something and it turning into like jam oh, wow. or bacon or or any of these kind of yeah. fine foods in a way surely has a touch of the divine in, in intervention in it that it actually turned out tasting nice or was it that is right. it chicken and egg thing did we actually end up have we have we kind of tutored ourselves is this long-term kind of palate education where we said this is what we can make so you better like it yeah or I, I think there's an element of that and also we're refining the process all the time when people get better at things yes yeah the probably the first the first jam made was probably pretty minging yeah and possibly, after yeah. a while well, it's like cheese making the com- complete random off field there it takes a really long time i heard this program about cheese making on a proper food program yeah, yeah. unlike ours um on uh amateurs uh on radio four which was a, a cheese maker uh talking about um take about having problems with their cheese when they started making it um, and when they had new equipment and there's a lot to do with it. It's so kind of it's almost like alchemy cheese making. Like you have to get the cultures right, the kind of mold cultures right in order to, you know, get yeah. the right taste. And it can be something as simple as the temperature of the room being wrong or the equipment being too new or. Wow. It's fascinating i think we maybe might have to do an episode on, on cheese, cheese. because oh. it, all of that is it's a really it's very very interesting and if you get it wrong it can just taste absolutely rank and i'm sure and i'm sure that you know when you first started making cheese it was probably absolutely minging yeah. but you kind of just did it because it was better than having nothing you know and he had all the milk absolutely so well it, it, it's it. about using what you've got isn't it mm. it's about it's about resourcefulness and we kind of always talk about kind of processed food and you know people always say that you want to get get back to nature but you know since we kind of put down roots and and stopped living in caves and hitting things things become processed we yeah process them. We, we, we process them we process things in order to store them yeah we dry food we we salt food we you know and all of that is processing food in an early way, it's just that we've got more sophisticated in our ways of in our ways of processing it. Absolutely, and obviously, things can go too far. Something that is that is processed for longevity is um is it, like I say it's mass marketing, and they're just trying to churn it out at the lowest possible price. Mm. And that's where you forget you, you label all processed things bad, and obviously they're not because we love jam, we and love marmalade, jam. And the whole family. We love them all. God, <laughs> I I have, I have a, a particular passion for jams and marmalades, mm. just because they go my favourite thing ever. Toast, I I can't lie, it's my favourite favourite thing. Anything that I can toast and make hot and that melts butter, just 
wins for me. It is fantastic. And I mean, when when, when I kind of started to, to consider, you know, uh, oh, let's talk about food crimes yeah. and, and, and preserving and considering the the jam making and that kind of way of preserving fruit because basically the reason that you, you we have jams in the first place is you get if you've got a harvest mm-hmm. and you have you suddenly for like two one month or two weeks in the year you have a whole glut of plums or strawberries or something else do you and let you it rot of, on the ground or do you do something with it yeah or do you do something with it and so we kind of found out that if you use a lot of sugar and there's a natural gelling agent in fruit with pectins yes. and a little bit of acidity natural acidity in the fruit or you add a bit of lemon you know, you can you can put it all together and you create jam, which is a very fine thing. But is there ever a crime against jam? Because even even the fruit, the jam or jelly, if you're yeah. in the US, that has absolutely bears no resemblance to the fruit of which it was originally made. Mm-hmm. It's still, still good. okay. Well, I I want to ask a question. Mm. When um. You you threw that curveball in there. You see, I'm using American term, American terminology now because curveball means nothing to me. I'm English. Um, <laughs> it's obviously it, it a baseball cricket. term. It was to be some yeah, kind of like yeah. you threw that over. You threw under. that massive hard red object at my head and it brained me. I didn't survive it. Um, that's what you hear in I broke my finger when I tried yeah. to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the day you shattered my thumbs? Oh, oh, how we laughed. And I had no idea what we were doing because I didn't understand the scoring system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cramped um, one of life's mysteries. You just threw jellies in there. Jelly, Gloria. What jelly? Well, you, when we were talking about preparation of this, you said, you said jams and marmalade. You did not mention jelly because I understand jelly to have none of the the essence of jam, which is no seeds, no bits of fruit, none of the lumpy goodness. That that's what I'm after. You yeah, see. that is true, and I I don't know. I don't know if jelly in tends, the US it, doesn't it imply that it's in very the US, smooth. Can you get jam that Real actually jam. has bits in it, like proper jam? You know, jam with bits. Jam, jam. Jam. What? <laughs> what jelly? I love watching the disintegration of one's horrible and distinct personality. <laughs> she says the word jam time just, and time again. How about I just sit here and babble? This must be such an interesting <laughs> listening experience. I can't believe how I sit here and babble. <laughs> Glory, you make me so happy. Oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm, I'm here babbling. So, I don't know, though. I don't know if you can, you know, this is, again, this is a cultural differences thing. But yeah. I think I think jam is quite English. I don't I know think, if I think jam's any... English. And for me, I think jelly is taking the refining process of, 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 of the kind of preserve aspect too far. It's taking yeah. out something that I think is intrinsically important. Yeah, because I mean, if you're in, in your, if you're French, you know, you're kind of like, oh no, I didn't want to boil it too much. I will make a compote yeah. of uh, of the fruit, and it will be, you know, ever so slightly more sophisticated than your. Uh, Good, your accents jam. are improving at least. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah it is, <laughs> the previous shows I have I've done a really appalling. I, it, my American accent is just appalling. I'll just admit that now. French. Let's I can let's do. have a, let's have a week by week <laughs> workshop on Gloria. Critique doing, doing American accents. accents. Yeah. But you yeah. could improve dramatically, I think, within the space of a month, four weeks. Let's have some, some lessons. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see. I'll see what I can break out next week. I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll consider it. Um, break out the Eastern European. Or the, uh, oh, nice. Yeah. Oh. I've got it saved up, don't you worry. I have to think of a suitable topic in which to break Naturally. out. Naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you see, and... But yeah, I think I agree with you that jelly is a bit of a crime because it takes away all the joy of jam. It does. The joy of jam. And it kind of... is the fruit pieces. It, it is the fruit pieces. And it, it kind of... That, that means there's not even a pretense of it being a, a, a natural product. Do you know what I mean? Mm. With jam, at least, you know, it's, it's identifiably got ras- bits of raspberry in, in raspberry jam and lots of seeds and things like that and skin and pulp. And I think a jelly is just saying, oh, yeah, it's it, it's like it's the convenience aspect, aspect of it gone wild. You know, they don't want to have to bother with dealing with lumps and seeds. I know. Or, or they're just pandering to those people who can't deal with, with bits of food, actual anything that resembles real food in yes. their products. Like, I don't like seeds. I don't oh. like skin. I don't like it's, it. it's it, you oh, know. I have a question for you. Um, mm-hmm. Marmalade. Yes. With shreds or without? Shreds. Definitely with shreds. Absolutely, with fine shreds. or chunky or both. I think both. I prefer chunky. Yeah, I'm. With, I'm totally in in total agreement with that. Yeah, yeah and I, I think that's massive think, important. I don't think that that any of that marmalade marmalade is a crime apart from yeah 
Orange marmalade. Orange marmalade is wonderful. Fine, you know, yeah. Seville oranges. They've got such a limited season. Why not make them into some very fine, gorgeous marmalade? Really fine, fine thing. And I know this is a peculiarity, again, to the UK. N- not, not many other people get that excited about Seville oranges. And I, it's one of the things, actually, I missed in my research is to how we came, ended up making marmalade. Because yes. it's, it's so British and, you know, civil oranges, so it must have been imported. Yes. And it, so it must be, a. I think it'll probably, it, it'll have to be from a certain point in history in which we could get oranges. Because otherwise before that, there would have been a real rarity. And then at the point when they start to go off. Yeah. And you're like, so oh, don't let them rot, do something with them. Do something with them. It might have been, the, it could be the 19th century. Possibly. I'm not sure. See, I failed. I failed in the research oh, on that one. Oh, damn it. But. I've got to say, lemon marmalade, lime marmalade. I don't like messing about with no. either marmalades or jams. I want just fruit jam. I don't agree yeah. with these interesting, edgy... Lime marmalade, lemon marmalade. You just... No. No. I don't want to moan, but no. You can't. It just makes no sense. And I'm not just judging by the cover. I've tried them. They're not that nice. They, in fact, I'd go so far as to say, why, why call it a marmalade at all? Just, yeah. It's it's a lemon jam. You're, you're just trying to sell me something I don't want. Yes, and it's not nice by invoking yeah. the name of marmalade. In exactly. Vain. When I mean, surely marmalade, it's, it's it's got such a distinct personality and kind of connotations in your mind. People call cats marmalade because they're orange. Yeah, it, it's they're not it, green or yellow. They're not green or yellow. No, they're not. And it has that marmalade has that sophistication of the little bitter edge. Yes, on the end of it. And oh, lemon yeah. and lime marmalade does not have no. that, that bitterness that you get from the The tangy and the sweetness, it. but not that lovely grown-up, yeah, that edge at the end. Yeah. Children don't like marmalade. Children like jam. Yes. And there's a reason for that. It's because marmalade's more complicated. It's cool. Their brains are still forming. They're idiots, but yeah. <laughs> their, taste buds, their taste buds are too, nah. too forming. <laughs> they've, got, they've got something different. They've got little bitter bits on the back of their tongues or something. I don't know. That's true, actually. I read something in the paper. I don't know if this is completely off topic. And as per usual, I'm going to just glide by and pretend it's fine. Um, I read that actually um, a lot of children have an intolerance to, to things that they interpret things as being bitter or, or foul. Yeah, and because it, it, it's, your taste buds can change a lot. And I was one of those kids, so I never liked a lot of things other people liked, um, including basic things like salad. I could never eat anything that had high, high water content like cucumber or lettuce. And I, w- I would literally gag at the at the table and mum would get really upset and I'd get upset and we'd have a little domestic. And I, she could never understand. She thought I was being a stubborn child. And I genuinely could not bear the taste of things like that. There are some and as people, soon as I became a teenager, things changed. You, your taste buds evolve. And there are some people who are known as super tasters and they, they, they just always will kind of remain like kids with having that uh, a greater collection of um, taste buds, which basically means that anything that is a little bit bitter, like marmalade, very sensitive to. is just tastes unbelievably, yeah, uh, unbelievably bitter to them. Which you know, I, I I kind of I wish that it weren't true, but apparently it is because it kind of does excuse a lot of uh, p- it does, p- p- and it's kind of well, you know. After a while, you have to realise that it's not about not that they haven't tried it your way because I think that that's a big thing. People are very much well. You haven't tried the way I've done it. Well, I think I probably have. You know, if I say I don't like this, I mean I really don't like it. Yeah, I have. I have a reaction and a gut instinctual reaction. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. Don't force it on me. But um, but yeah, you should you just give people a break if they don't like something. Don't 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 think. Well, if you have it on my toast, I make it myself. <laughs> it's going to be much nicer. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just gotta you just gotta let that one go. But I'm quite interested. I have this kind of this this idea, this dream of me being, you know, some kind of rich, lovely vineyard owner. And I and I and I, I've got ham room. I've got ham room where I hang hams. I'm I'm hanging I'm hanging and curing meats. That's oh my what gosh! I'm, yeah. That, are you that, are you doing it, or are you employing someone else to do it? I'm doing it myself. Are you? I want. Well, I'll have some kind of some useful person who knows everything to show me how, and maybe to help me with the process because I intend to make quite a few. I've got a large appetite, but. <laughs> Um, I need a lot of ham. Yeah. I need a lot, a lot of ham. That sounds vaguely dodged, doesn't it? It does. Strike that from the record of this meeting. Um, but yeah, I'm doing it myself and I, I'm, I'm really interested by like Because earlier you were saying that you can dry meats and yeah. not just not just salt and cure them. Not just salt and cure them. Well, apparently, well, you know, the one I always think of weirdly, even though I've kind of eaten it about twice in my life, yeah. is, is beef jerky or biltong. Never had is, it. It kind of is a little bit like flavoured leather, 
Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not missing out on a great deal then. But it kind of, you know, it can have spices on and that's kind of thin strips of beef usually because beef degrades not as quickly as other, right. you know, as other meats. It's like that, that thing with food poisoning, you you know, pork and chicken, you know, you, you can't keep them as well as you can keep beef. Exactly. Yeah. Because, yeah. The, you know, fibres and stuff doesn't degrade. Fat is a fat con- distribution doesn't degrade as quickly. But yeah, slice it up and then you have things like beef jerky. But... As I found out doing my research for this show, the show, there are different ways of curing meat. So our beloved ham, our beloved ham, mm-hmm. Mia, in some ways it can be done by brining it, which is, you know, immersing it in salt. Right. And that's one way of, of kind of creating a ham. Yes. And you can also do it with heat. That's another way of preserving something. And then finally, there are some types of meat products where you, you, you dry it. And that process of that slow drying in the right, it has to be the right balance of humidity, like dry, dryness and temperature and hung in the right way and aerated and all of that creates, apparently it's prosciutto ham. Is, really? Yeah, well, Parma prosciutto ham. It's that very particular way of curing the meat is because it's dried. Oh. And so that's where you get that beautiful kind of, kind of density of flavour. Is is from the way that it's from the way that it's cured. It's like, oh. And Serrano hand is the same, I think, as well. We're from Spain, oh, which, which is the very is very similar way of doing it. It's just kind of oh, it's delicious, delicious way of, of, of doing it. But I kind of imagine does it take much much longer. I'm not sure about the exact ins and outs yeah. of the process, and I think it does take quite a long time. I seem to remember listening to a program about Parma ham because it's kind of you know one of those European trademarks and the right. reason that they trademarked it is because it does take a really bloody long time to do yeah they've got these hams hanging for six months in in, in yeah the, if you do the, something well ham room absolutely you know and then uh, then they kind of get ham to eat room. it in the ham room I want a ham room oh, I want to be able to ham. tell guests I'm, I'm can you excuse me for a second I'm living in the ham room I've got you know I'm gonna chop <laughs> down some salami hands. or something I'm gonna Check down some meats I'm curing. That's right. Oh. I cure meat. I cure it in my ham room. <laughs> oh, oh, I was about to say something really wrong. Oh, God. Oh. I'm oh. talking about pork products, really. I, I almost said ham chamber, but that immediately, <laughs> immediately, I just thought, what, why would you, why? Let's just skim over that one, shall we? <laughs> yeah, moving on. And it's, I mean... The reason that you kind of preserve things is it's you want to remove one or two things. Mia's still, Mia's still in shock at her own filthness, Why? her unintentional Why? filthness. Why do I'm going to ask my mum about that later. I'll send it to her in a text message that will really upset her. <laughs> yeah. Here you go, mum. It's a little text from me. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, drying is just it's. It works because it preserves the it removes preserves mm-hmm. it removes the water, right. which is one of the things that little micro microorganisms and bacteria that work to decay things live on. So you remove the water means you remove the possibility for them to live. Therefore, the food will yeah. last for longer. Cool. But I don't know if there's any kind of. I mean, I can't say that Serrano ham or or brazola or any of that kind of thing is is a is a crime against food because it surely is not. What what's brazzola? You just said it's something a, I don't know. It's a it's an Italian uh, beef dry cure. Okay, really good, mm. really good. It's sliced really thinly. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Gloria's getting a lost face on. I have. Oh, it's I attractive. Get a People, you're missing out. I mean, <laughs> I can I can literally I can sit there with a packet of Parma or Serrano ham and and just eat it. Just yes. eat it from the packet, and I know that I know that that's a little bit of a food crime because it's already been pre-sliced. And the, the purists who enjoy a good serrano or, or, or the Parma ham would say, "Don't pre-slice it. Why would you do that? You want to have it just just sliced, you yeah. know, fresh off the ham, because then you know you get to enjoy the full flavour and it doesn't dry out or it's not right. Got yeah, preservatives pumped into the packet to keep everything fresh. They would say, "Don't be silly." Have it off the bone. And I would say sometimes a lady doesn't quite have the budget to indulge herself 
in 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 Palmer. Insides of Serrano ham. Yeah. All Excuse me. Could you send me deli? half a cured pig? Thanks very much. Although I did used to work in an Italian delicatessen, and I went through quite a lot of ham ham as I used to pass the slicing wheels. <laughs> one for you, one for me, one for you. One for me. <laughs> yeah. It was it was one of the many perks of the job. That just, sounds uh, good. Helping myself out. That it. sounds really nice. Oh, it was. It was really good. It was very. good. It kind of puts the whole McDonald's worker getting a free McNugget meal into perspective, doesn't it? Look what you could be having instead. Oh, you could God. be yoinking the palm yeah. of hand from You could the be stealing from a tiny small business. <laughs> to be fair, they did pay me minimum wage and keep my tips. So you know, <gasps> I had to... Yeah, you get what you can. Absolutely. I had to, you know, uh, write the balance somehow. It was... Uh, but then there is also there is also the drying. Right. The drying of fruits. Yeah. Uh, and you see, you don't dry vegetables very often normally because they ming there's not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank god you said that i was trying to think of a sensible way to say i i don't I, i'm trying i was i was thinking about kind of desiccated courgettes and things and thinking what a sad little member that would be yeah well this is i think it's because i think partly it's because there's not sugar in them if you don't have enough sugar in them they just don't taste good yeah cardboard yeah it's just like you need so, you need the sugar to kind of what kind of vegetables do we dry Oh, do we don't kind of we don't nothing. Uh-huh. I mean, I remember dried peas, but they were used as like the inside of rattles and drums in school. They were never used for food. Yeah, oh, the, and then rehydrated. I suppose we do we do kind of we dry we dry lentils and 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 beans and all of that, but they get rehydrated yes. before you can eat them. Whereas dried fruit, it's, and it's, and they're actually pulses, aren't they? Then I suppose rather than vegetables. Yeah, that's um, true. Look at you. Yeah, I. You know categories. what? Back off. Wipe the sweat from my brow. I know some stuff. <laughs> Hell yes, I can identify a pulse when it's right in front of my face and it says so on the label. <laughs> but then you see dried fruit, probably you know a great convenience food because you can. It's traveller's food. It's like it's like beef jerky or what have you. Yes. You can just carry it around with you. Like, hmm, I fancy a snack. Why don't I have some of this delicious leather? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> or some of this some of this little this fig I, i'm not sure people i'm not sure about whether i consider dried figs a crime they're just a bit weird they really are i i, I, I have a, a problem with figs did i i think I, I, I might have mentioned did i i think i might have mentioned this on our previous show but i, I worked for a mini golf course guy yeah, oh, maybe I didn't mention it. Okay, that plummets my street cred. Um, I worked on a miniature golf course and it was a really, really crap one. But um, luckily, Fred is the owner. I was only 14. And he, he used to leave a crate of beer and two big sprays of fly repellent and bug repellent under the desk. And I would take my kind of crap books and sit and get engrossed. And by that time, I was still kind of hanging on to my youth by my fingernails. And so they were generally pony books as well, like Ginny and Shanty and Jackie Buys a Pony and all this dross. And... um. It was, I was sat underneath a fucking fig tree. It was fine for the first two weeks of the job. And then they started dropping and rotting. Well, Didn't you eat them? Two, I fig trees. Two bottles of fly spray isn't cutting it <laughs> when, you're, when you're nesting amidst a saw of kind of uh, uh, putrefying fruit. It was, it was vile. I've never been able to touch a fig that is, well, since that day. The smell was so incredibly intense. It was like walking into. It was. It was just awful. So they weren't. They weren't. weren't, uh, You know, drying. No, no, they weren't drying because um, there wasn't enough moisture. I mean, there wasn't enough kind of days without rain because this was actually in Corfu, and Corfu is quite a green place, and they get they get a decent amount of rain to say it's in Greece. So, um, and so it, it was autumn, obviously. So everything was very moist and beautiful and plentiful, and. Fucking really smelly, smelly. People came in for clubs, and I'd be sat there, kind of tears streaming out of my face, going, oh, "I hate my life," and casually opening up another beer. blue blue label beer. Just give it to me. I'm a 14 year old with a problem. Clubs. Here's your clubs. You see me sat here. Nothing can distract me now. No books work. <laughs> Nothing. Not even the flies. So, but I kind of I appreciate the fig for that. Mm. See, for, the, for, think... for their associations and the way they look I think they look amazing I I, I have served kind of fruit platters up you know when you serve things on ice yeah. in the summer when you, if you have guests I think it's really nice to be able to put a few grapes and a few figs on ice with a glass of white wine you know yeah. so you can pick up some, some nice cold fresh fruit that something that will really accent and bring out the goodness of, of, of a nice Chardonnay say but um, but I don't really touch them myself oh. I'm, I'm just I'm just a bit of a snob with the way they look I think they're pretty oh. 
that, that, see, I, I, I think they're beautiful. And in this country, you can't, you can't get good figs. You can't get good fresh figs anyway. Mm. You can get dried figs, but you know that's because they do the transit better. But fresh figs here, you know, they're just Difficult. always a bit woody, and you, you can't get the sweetness that you can get when, when you get them off. Oh, the, oh, the sweetness! <laughs> oh, torture! No more. Sorry, Maria. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to bring back those memories. She's got PTS. She's kind of sat there kind of having flashbacks of the flies. <laughs> Get off me. Leave me alone. <laughs> Help. You know when you realise you've got a fly on your eyeball? When it moves, that's when you realise. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I did a complete tangent. There was a, when I was at university, one of the rehearsal rooms was, uh, was kind of this old uh, sports club like out on the kind of it was a campus university and you kind of had to trek two miles across campus (laughs) across playing fields and what have you you kind of reached this this small little building it was referred to as the oast house and uh and 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 i swear to you have you ever seen them you know in the mummy where where the the the, the mummy kind of forms into a swarm of flies it was like that, I swear to you. They were living in like the floorboards and, and everywhere. And they were kind of just these dead, sleepy flies, like buzzing, buzzing at the, the windows. And, and, and you kind of half expected them all to suddenly swarm and like turn into a face and like come and get you. Come and get you. Oh, it was grim. Yeah, it was it, super grim. Yeah, it was, it was not a good place to rehearse. It's strangely, everyone's pieces when they were devising stuff in there, kind of devising performance in this kind of ended up being about flies <laughs> no no way that's that's insane where did they come up with those ideas i know i don't know how they got the, their influence what are your influences flies <laughs> lots of flies what's that what's that you said i can't hear of the insane buzzing in there my ears oh low level hum yes. there was a low level hum and it was pretty grim so in order to avoid you know flies eating your thing you want to you want to you want to get rid yeah. of the moisture so it creates a little hardness so those little bastards can't get in there exactly but you know the great the amazing thing about this you see this is where i get into my divine intervention argument again which is the amazing thing about about like right you dry a, you dry a grape and it becomes a raisin i love that or a sultana and you dry a, pr- a plum and it becomes That's a fairy magic though isn't it that is that is amazing and they become something kind of different but also great at the same time you dry a fig it, it becomes a fig but like a wrong fig and you know you're, you're not totally sure about whether you like it or not because it's kind of got all those seeds and just tastes a bit musty yeah. and, and but anyway i digress i'll not okay. talk about figs anymore but yet yeah the, the plums and you dry a cherry and it's still a cherry but it's kind of quite an exciting cherry yes yeah, yeah all of and these. i tried some of those dry dried, dried cranberries or something yeah you know, you get the sample packets through the post and yeah. ocean spray are doing that first wave attack on kind of snack foods and things and so the, with, they sent it in a magazine and i tried them out because i'm greedy i'll try anything and um they weren't half bad mm. but they were very high energy very very high energy i mean mm. i think they're only feasible when you actually need a high energy snack as in you've got to walk for an hour yeah. take some raisins or, yeah. some, or some of the dried fruit but otherwise you're just kind of buzzing about that and yeah. that's the other thing you see you kind of dry them and they become this little this little powerhouse of, of kind of nutritional goodness yeah actually the, yeah the, the, they really keep their potency don't they yeah exactly because i mean some some kind of processes of preservation you, you do lose a little in in the preserving yeah but you know drying drying is a pretty good one although i think there is a crime hiding in this dryingness and it, in a way, in itself, the thing itself is not a crime. Go on. But the way it was used, Mia. What it is it? It was used for ill. Sun-dried tomatoes. Now, a few years ago in the UK, there was a sun-dried tomato explosion. Yeah. I'm not, entirely sure, I'm not entirely sure what happened. But for a good few years, people were obsessed with sun-dried tomatoes. Yeah. Now, sun-dried tomatoes... A reasonable ingredient. I think sun-dried tomato is one of the strongest arguments for kind of a race consciousness. (laughs) Do you know that there was a concept that formed and the concept was if you don't eat these and talk about them at least once a day, you're a knob. Yeah. Get on this Or you're terribly unsophisticated. Yeah, yeah. You have no sophistication. You are a pillow made of socks. You you are not interested in food. You know nothing. You are an idiot. You're a savage. Yeah. Uh, If you don't have sun-dried tomatoes, you may as well just pack your bags now. Yeah. Frankly, you may as well. Yeah. But, you know, they, they were a decent ingredient. It's just that adding sun-dried tomatoes to 
everything does not make it sophisticated or indeed a good dish. The well, ingredient look, itself is very does intense. Not, they are. They're really intense. And also the kind of the ones that were made by drying them in a in an industrial dryer yeah. are different to the kind of original concept of sun-dried tomatoes everyone got so so excited about, which was we've got a glut of tomatoes. We don't we're Italian, so we're not going to make chutney. So I know, let's just dry them in the sun because it's quite warm here. So you slice them open. I've been and seen um my friend's my friend's mum doing that in Italy. How do they do it? She just literally literally What you lay them on a wall? Yeah. Just on one on, on, on I think she put it on a baking tray or something, just put it out in the sun. That's it. That's all she did. These were also the people who 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 went snail hunting. It was cool. Awesome. It was pretty cool. Oh, I want you to take me on holiday when you go. Oh, Don't leave me behind anymore, Glory. I'm sick of being left in England. <laughs> take me with you to go to these fancy places. You're so sophisticated. <laughs> you learn so you much. See, you see, it's, it was all the sun-dried tomatoes that made it sophisticated. Yeah, yeah, really. of course. Yeah. But I was thinking the snail hunting. I've never tried snails. I kind of want to. They were good, but I think I had a bit of a... I had a bit of a... They were a bit challenging because there was one... There was one afternoon where me and Jenny, who was also staying there, were kind of sat in our courtyard, in the courtyard of their house, and uh, kind of just chatting and having a cigarette. And there was a big pan on the table in the courtyard, in the cool, shady courtyard. Right. And we opened up the pan. Oh. And it was all the snails soaking for the, for the to be prepared that evening. In what? In what? In water. And one of them was trying to get out. And and then when I had them stuffed that evening, it was a little bit challenging. Oh, she made them very well, and they were very tasty. But it was just well, you a know, what, if bit... they were very tasty, I, d- I take back my O's because I mean, lots of things I feel sorry for, but I still eat them. I know, but I saw it, and it was trying to escape, and then I was eating it, and it just felt a little bit bad. What What would you not try? I mean, I know everyone has their kind of you know their moral kind of line in the sand, and say if someone said. I've got kittens. Oh no, I couldn't try kittens. No, well, you didn't. You know, they probably wouldn't make very much good eating. Well, you don't have to like hold them and pet them beforehand. You can just kind of never see them, never give them names, uh, or see how cute they are. But if somebody said this is kitten meat satay or a pie, maybe. Um, oh, I don't think I could. Mia. Kit, kitten stir fry, just once. You know, would you I would you give it a go? I don't think I could. I mean, what I'm, if it was dead nice? Well, you know, I'd probably, I'd probably kind of try a small bit of it because I can try things. But it's like, God, you're so sick. I was only kidding. No, I'm it's kidding. kind of a kind of tripod brains. I have a bit of a problem with monkey. Yeah. I probably would have a bit of a problem with. Yeah, uh, 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 I, I mean, I, I, I still have a problem with liver. God's sake, I, you know, I, Do I you? yeah, I kind of every 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 few years I try it and try and try and try, <laughs> try and like, find some love. Yeah, and I'm just like, no, it still tastes like liver. Ah, yeah, fail again. I, you I, know I what? I deal is? with it in it's pies and things. I think it's when I started to realise what your liver functions as. Yes, that I had a bit of a problem with eating it because it just made me feel a bit. Bleh. It's a waste disposal mechanism. Bleh. I don't want to eat it. Bleh. Yeah, yeah, you know. But then you know that's my problem with awful. It's awful. Uh, you I can't believe you made the awful joke I love it I'm so that's classy you wouldn't believe I heard that joke yesterday from somebody entirely different I need to I need to introduce you to these people because you're going to get clearly, on like a house on fire clearly we are oh, if, we, if, we, if we're sharing um, the awful joke I, I was just I was just thinking that awful yeah obviously it's awful but for me it isn't the concept of where it's from because that doesn't really offend me but um, it's just it's just the fact that it's vile and I, I don't care who you are just Gordon himself couldn't make me, couldn't persuade me that it's okay. I just don't. I, oh, vomit, yeah. vomit, vomit. So it's the spongy whiteness. Oh God, the spongy porous whiteness. Yes, disgusting. It's it just is, disgusting. It and I don't care about being eco and eating all the animal. If you're going to kill it, you know, make the best parts. Fine, fine. Strip it down, but don't kill yourself in the process. You wouldn't. What? What, what are you going to do next? Just like shave it and use the fur as these stuffings for your cushions. No. No, no. Draw the line. You draw a line and mine is awful. I refuse. Oh, actually, yeah. Pig's head as well. That's the other one that I have a bit of a... In, in, in Sardinia. Where like the, cheek. Where, yeah, where, where the... Um, this is where they, they dried the tomatoes and oh. had the snails. Uh, Sardinian speciality is uh, roast suckling pig. Ooh. Which is pretty fucking amazing. But, you know, it would be at the end of dinner, they'd be like, ah, yeah, let's eat the ears. And I'd be like, 
oh, it's a little bit challenging. I don't think I can deal with this. Yeah. They offer it out. What a bit? No, really, I think I'm okay. I'll stick with this bit of this bit <laughs> yeah. of, of, of belly. You know, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. You know, I'm not squeamish, but I just can't eat the heads of things. Yeah, I just, it's just too crunchy. And yet, there's too much gristle there, and like nostrils, ears. They've got all that kind of cartilage and yeah. stuff. But I don't think that's pleasant. No, I, I think don't. I think that's kind of an acquired taste that you don't realise you probably shouldn't like. Yeah, you, but you've eaten it for so long that you've convinced yeah, yourself it's you, okay. You kind of be like, oh yeah, it's it's the best. Bit. And an honest opinion would be immediate re- revulsion. Yeah, I, think. Mm, I had to. I, yeah, I, I had to. I'm quite. That one. How long? I mean, it, it, when you smoke things, that's an act of preserving. Yeah. But how long does it does it work for? Because it's not like when you salt cure something, which is very much like you're like, okay, you're this now, you desiccated <laughs> remnant of an animal. You're, you're going to be in a barrel for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And, and they can stay in there for ages, can't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Whereas, so- um, I know, okay, I, I, I buy smoked salmon and, you know, there's... There's yeah, a the point at which you're supposed to have eaten it by, isn't there? Yeah, there is a process, and you, I mean, to make salmon, I think you have to keep, you have to keep at a certain temperature because it won't keep beyond that. But um, kippers, as well, like you know, because they smoke kippers course, yeah. and do all that. And I'm not sure. I think they can keep. You can. It can keep for like a month or so. I saw a thing. Oh, speaking of preserving, oh, where was it? I, I watched a program, and there was there's a Japanese company. That's what it's called. It's um, it's a type of sushi they make, and it's rotten sushi. Wow! And he, the man's trying to market it as as a kind of as, as an extreme delicacy, and because of the nature of the Japanese culture, you know, it kind of it's it's very kind of money orientated and aspirational, and it's 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 a mark of kind of wealth and success if you can afford these things that other people can't. And one of them, it's called some maybe it's finu sushi or something. I'll find out for definite and put it on the forum. But um, he basically buries the fish. He dig, digs a hole, buries the fish for a long time. And then he feeds it to people. And I watched one of the documentary crew, Ralph, really? everywhere. It, it was it was not pleasant. Uh, not pleasant. He was like, no, no, it's really, really good. Try it again. See, it's an acquired taste. I was like, oh, dude, dude come on. You kind of give up. It's someone's, rotten it's someone's, fish. Someone's fair enough. You, rotten but fish innards and things like that. Like, oh, yeah, that might be a bit intense. But I mean, Gravidlax, I mean, that's kind of preserved. Uh, that's preserved with limes, actually, and stuff like that. But then it's it's not for a long time. Yes. It's not, it's not a super... Super, but then you know you can have oh you can have pickled pickled fish pickled herring and all of that. See pickling, I've never even pickling. tried pickled herring. No, I haven't. Oh, oh I'm, well, I'm roll such mops a loser. as well. I know, oh. yeah. but there is pickling as well. Now pickling, I think, is a bit of a source of food crimes because people just get a bit carried away. Yeah, and they're like mm, vinegar. This preserves things. Well, we can put everything in there. You know, let's let's pickle some. See pickled onions. Fine, fine, lovely. Yeah. Great. Really good idea, in fact, I think. Yeah. Especially the tiny ones, they're yeah. nice. You know, and that you know, there are some other pickles that I, I quite I quite like. Beetroot, perhaps. Yeah, pickled beetroot. Mm-hmm. It, it, I can deal with that as well. Seems to make sense. And then we come to the slightly more strange things. It's a particularly British peculiarity, I'm yes. sure. <sighs> Eggs. Why? 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 Why would you pickle an egg? Why? Why would you pickle an egg and then sell it in a fish and chip shop? Yes. Why would you eat a pickled egg with your fish and chips? I mean, I don't really know where you go for your pickled eggs, but I'm thinking the natural home would be somewhere in a deli counter beside the caper berries, you know, and things, things, things that at least have a home with vinegar. But in a fish and chip shop, in a big nasty jar. Oh, thanks, mister. Yeah, I've got, I've got these lovely fish and chips and now I want a pickled Egg. Can I have one of your sour monstrosities? Not even pickled in your nice, your nice pickle pickling vinegar. It's in malt vinegar. In that spirit (laughs) industrial strength (laughs) vinegar. I have never got it. And I have to say, the other on on the other complete other end of the of the of the kind of uh, culinary scale, right? Is uh, is pickled walnuts. Have you ever had them? I've never had them. They ming. Really? Yes. I'm so glad you've said that because now I, I, I'm not missing out on anything. No, and they also look like brains. Not only they're kind of really bitter <laughs> and horrible because you know that kind of outside of walnuts have yeah. that slight bitterness to yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. So that kind of informs em- oh. the taste of it. And then they're kind of soft and they and the inside of walnuts look it like brains. Rank. And so when they're soft, they just look like pickled brains. Oh. Brown, it's brown vinegar. What? You know, I think people need to think twice before they pickle things. Maybe they'd be all right to use as, as kind of like practical joke. <laughs> look, look what little Johnny brought you, mummy. Yeah. Some tiny human brains. Yeah, little little fairy brains. Little fairy brains. I found elves and I carved them up. 
yeah, it's, it's a very you know i think there's and pickled cabbage good i quite like pickled cabbage sauerkraut mm. people get excited about it yes that's all right that's all right too but there are some things you just need to take a step back before you put it in the pickling vin- vinegar yeah some things aren't meant to be saved are they yeah and some things maybe can need to be saved in another way and also why would you pick a walnuts they keep pretty well anyway yeah why why would that's you a really that? that's a really bizarre thing. Uh, actually, I've got a picture at home. You know, when you rip pictures out of things in magazines, things like that. I've got a picture of three. It was supposed to be some kind of like exotic, lovely foodie shot for a magazine. Three walnuts, and 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 they've been like shelled and everything properly, and they've got no no skin left. So it's actually the flesh you're looking at. And because they're in the black background, they look remarkably like three chicken carcasses. <laughs> like uncannily so, because because that they, they have that distinct kind of two halves look, obviously. So it, it it's a bit kind of, I, I want myself to like it. And I liked it at first, but as soon as I thought, oh, chickens, it's put me off. And now I have this picture in my home and I'm like, every time I see it, I feel a bit sick. <laughs> Maybe it's time for a change. Maybe it's time to replace yeah. it. You know what it is? You know, walnuts in in, in many forms, they, they're okay. But you get it wrong and, and you've got a problem. You've got a pickled walnut and it's just not, it's just not good. Did you know, I mean, talking about preservatives and things like that and things with long expiration dates that obviously there are lots of preservatives in your chocolate bars yes and stuff i mean that's actually there's a whole other separate part to the kind of processes by which we pickle things is 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 things that are added to food in order to keep them longer yes you know with with the kind of added preservatives of this and that and you know keep that's why sliced bread keeps for such a long time it's got Mm. flour treatment agents and and preservatives and things like ingredients yeah and i mean a lot of food with a long shelf life has that it's just why you're better going off with things like jams and stuff like that because they have or 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 tins because they've been through that heat treatment process and then sealed and you're all right it's just things that are meant to be consumed immediately that have a long shelf life yeah that's when you need to be just like a little bit suspicious it's like how how does this thing actually how is it not how is it not decaying yeah it's not being if it's not dried if it's not salted if it's not vinegared if it's not jammed it's not smoked then how is it not being eaten by lots of microbiology things and it's not just that it's just that inevitably the things that should be consumed probably immediately they're a bit of a letdown yeah you pick all the wrong thing it's not it's not what it's not what you hope you're just hanging on to something that should have died a natural death. Let it go into the light, I say. Encourage it less. <laughs> let, let the this house go. is clear. <laughs> go, cucumber. Oh, Actually, oh, pickle cucumbers. Oh, They're all good. Very good. Hmm. That was. You see, that's another divine, divine pickle. It, it's a pickled cucumber, yeah, I reckon. That, that's a that's good a one, bit of, That's a work of genius. That's an that absolute... Is. Oh, wow. I mean, when you first discover those, and especially kind of as a garnish on the side of, of a classic American hamburger dish, kind of, you know, mm. fries, that kind of thing. Wonderful, wonderful. My, my sister used to eat them from the jar, straight yeah, from the jar. My she would eat a whole, a whole a bit whole disgusting, jar actually. She also eats... Um, from she buys jars of those kind of hot dog sausagey things. Oh god! You know, in, in the tall jars, straight yeah. straight out of the brine. Yeah, no, straight that's how Will eats them. It's it's shocking and it's a total crime. It but is you know that that, that that is another another show. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> things Will eats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would fill about four hours, and we'd have to have a show and tell. You could you would hear the noises. You know what we should do? We should have a show where you have to eat the things he's eaten. Oh god! And, uh, we can have a rundown of exactly what's wrong with it. <laughs> we should, shouldn't we? You can list the charges again against the criminals. Yeah, with a food court. I mean, it was only a couple of hours ago that Will actually said the words Lucasade and Russellsburger to me. Mm-hmm. So this is a man of of darkness. <laughs> you know, he is he he is a food criminal. Definitely, of, 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 he's a mastermind. Great. mastermind. He's a mastermind. You know, there's no you know people are on an amateur level compared to him. He's a. Did we talk about chutneys? Because I I want to talk about chutneys. <laughs> I love it. Do you know, just in case you're wondering, Gloria's not high. She's not. She's not. I know she might sound a bit stoned. I think that's part of her charm sometimes. But um, <laughs> I don't. I don't do links. We kind you know. of. We, there's a tangent back we, to that. We had a bit of chutney talk, but then we went off on one. Oh yeah, I need to return to chutneys. To return to chutneys. Return, return oh, to chutneys. Because yeah, because I oh I talked about the onion, the you onion did. chutney as well. Ooh. I do like chutneys. Chutneys are different to jams because you don't have the pectins as much in it, and also you you have more vinegar yes. in to kind of do the preserving as opposed to the sugar or, or things like that. And you can add spices. And it's also it's a fusion food because it's a hangover from um 
our colonial British colonial past in India. It comes from a comes from a Hindi word. See, I've done my research. Go on. research. I don't know what the Hindi word oh. is. I, I didn't look that up. How stupid am I? I was like chutney. It comes from a Hindi word. I didn't look up what the original Hindi word was. Well, you know, what I didn't know that market. kind of. It's 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 so it seems such an intrinsic part of our kind of grocery shelf now, pickles mm. and and chutneys and jams and especially the whole kind of the, the pickle area. You know, I think moist pickles, not not things like dill pickles, but jars of pickled things mm. like sauces or garnishes. I didn't realize that they were an Indian thing at all. Yeah. I know, I, and it's I can't imagine having cheese without chutney. So they're, That's a, they're my a, an favourite thing. We nicked them. We nicked we? them. Yeah. Well, what happened was we kind of tried all these amazing kind of these chutneys that in in India and yeah. kind of especially kind of with this hot spiciness. I mean, you know, think about it. You know, mango chutney makes perfect sense. Yeah. Or the lime pickle things that you know we we kind of eat here Absolutely. now still. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And beautiful oh, lime pickle actually is particularly fine that salt sweetness of it mm. bring those ideas back to the uk but of course we don't have those exotic ingredients so it becomes you know Bronston's yes. pickle with with our you know and and piccalilli and strange how things are kind of adopted and changed yeah and and you know with right raisins and plums and things like that mm. green tomato chutneys and other delicious things which uh I, do, I love oh, yes. I love chutney. I, I I literally I can't I can't have cheese without chutney. I have to I have to have I have to have something sweet with the with the uh, with the, with the cheese. I feel a bit spaced out now because not only have you said how much you love chutney, you said jam at least ten times, and you've made two comparisons to God, a godly experience. You've called this divine intervention, Gloria. I know I'm feeling quite spiritual today. I think you know obviously that the, the chutney sends me on a spiritual <laughs> a spiritual tangent. I'm feeling informed by the love of the world <laughs> yeah. and all of the jam within it. <laughs> I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best to crush the God spirit in you. You're just fighting back all the time. You've got so much pep. It's all. It's obviously all the chutney you're devouring and the jam. I am fueled by chutney. I think missionaries probably get fueled by chutney. It inspires them. Chutney and mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. Chutney and hymns. Well, you know, jam and Jerusalem. It's the WI thing. Oh my That's god, yeah, is. of course. Yeah. Never even thought about that, but yeah, of course you're yeah, right. Jerusalem, the most peculiar hymn ever known to man, seeing it's William Blake banging on about how rubbish Britain is. Yeah. And somehow it becomes this great inspiring hymn. Who knew? What a strange thing it is. I know. But anyway. Yeah, and but yeah, you know, it's a peculiarity that I love. I love it. I think we've uh, so have we what are the worst crimes you've identified then? Well, I think it's kind of lemon and lime marmalade didn't do yeah. very well. And, they didn't come and out well. sun-dried tomatoes. Sun-dried tomatoes in, in, in bread. What? No, it's just stupid. Pickled walnuts. Ugh. Pickled eggs. Ugh. Why would you do that? No, that's wrong. And and there is also, of course, the adding of preservatives to food to make them last longer when it shouldn't. I think we need to have a chat about kind of the hilarity of Brussels trying to kind of rename things like dairy milk chocolate call it something that begins with veggie instead of calling it milk chocolate because it has so little because it has so little chocolate in it and so many other kind of oils and preservatives and things in and I was like well I didn't realize that but somebody informed me this the other day and I thought that was a scream because I I love how they're kind of picking through the blinkered vision of Britain's food food aisles you know it's like well we take we take your chocolate and we give you something called veggie chocolate flavored bar chocolate flavored bar this is I saw a you know, the, the crisps I was kind of um, illegally eating last week, I, um, it said on them made with real ingredients. And I was like, well, well, well of course co- it's made with real ingredients. What, what, what could with be the, made with? With, 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 with fictional ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> um, they taste <laughs> of fat and potato. And there's no, we say they're, you know, they're brown cocktail. They're not really. It's, it's a bag of disappointment made with four ingredients. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. I love it. That's, that's that's really tickled me. That's almost as good as made real meat juice flavour. Yeah, that's a, it's another it's another classic meat juice flavouring. Do you know all this talk of cheese and chutney has made me really yearn some. I think I might, might sign off here. And, okay, uh, and go. And what get have you some. got in? Any ice Wednesday day or something like that? Uh, yeah, only brie. Oh, only brie. and some and some oh. manchego um, manchego Spanish um, goat's milk cheese. Oh, where's this at your place? Yeah, yeah. Let's go now. Let's go now. Game pie. Oh, um, yeah. So this has been crimes against food. Yeah, it's been charming as always. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we, we, we've enjoyed ourselves making ourselves hungry talking about chutney. And um, you can check out uh, us on www.simplysyndicated.com. There are other shows released by that fine, fine network, all equally well researched. Um, 
you can check out movies you should see make it so a star trek podcast uh definitive word which is nominally a current event show but we clearly know that it's not uh <laughs> and uh, uh paddy's uh tv i can't remember what it is it's paddy's tv tv surprise his tv surprise. surprises it, it's not on there yet <laughs> come on paddy sort, sort yourself out. out mind you by the time this is released it may be um yeah and other lots of other really nice good things it's a really good site i think it's smashing so yeah um you go there we'll go and eat cheese and uh, catch you later bye, bye.